Okay, good morning. Today is Haftes Shvat. Um, we're in the second to last part of chapter 25. Um, so, tomorrow, tonight is Rosh Chodesh Adar. I know, Adar Aleph. It's pretty wild. Um, so I was just thinking like about a few connections between everything we're talking about to Adar. So I'm just going to start with this for a second. I actually found this like old note that I wrote whatever a while ago where I, I don't know if I heard this or I made it up. I'm not sure. Probably I heard it somewhere because it's pretty cool. <laughs> but basically that what happened um, by Perm story with Vashti, <clears throat> that Vashti is shte. The, literally the term Vashti is shte. What, what is Vashti? Vashti identified herself with her clothing, with her external experience, with her animal soul consciousness. Instead of I find life from inside of myself, Vashti was living in a state of I find life from outside of myself. My beauty is about what I wear, what I put on, what I do, what I, how I am, all that. And just noticing how like when Ahasuerush asked Vashti to come, what did, she, what did he say? He said, come without your clothing. And then it's almost like from that place, like Ahasuerush didn't even need to kill Vashti after. Automatically when Vashti takes off her clothing, she dies because she, to begin with, she was in that state of Vashti. She was bowing to other gods. She was in that state of my life is not a conduit of divine energy. My life is, 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 is um, vita- vit- vitalized, so to speak, and obviously not really, but her state of consciousness was, my life is subje- subjected from the other gods, from my external, not only the people around me, but my external view of myself, my clothing, my animal soul consciousness. So just noticing, like, whatever that's first of all and then also i was thinking after i was thinking about that like just in general like the whole story of purim like how much it connects to what we're talking about here how by purim like we say about purim that like hashem every time you see achashverosh in the megillah it's actually talking about hashem right but why do we even have to say that because to begin with we have a question about the megillah of why is not hashem mentioned like how can you have an entire safer of terror without hashem mentioned and then, okay, we come and say, so really Hashem is in the, t- in the Megillah the entire time in a hidden way. And then we expound from there that like the whole power of the Purim story is that Hashem was not revealed. And that the difference between Matan Torah and Purim, how by Matan Torah, it was like, Zekeli, like I see Hashem, the, the mountain is held over our heads. We hear the thunder and we see, we, we hear the lightning, we see the thunder, like Hashem is so clearly here. By Purim, it wasn't like that. We don't see God. I, I don't know that Hashem is here. And yet, <clears throat> even still in that state of being, they said, we will not bow to another God. Right? Can I turn off the music, please? I hear it. It's like, <laughs> I can't not hear it. <laughs> like, I'm so sensory that like, it's so quiet. I'm like, it's a little tickle in my ear. <laughs> I don't know how people work with music in the background. I can't I know. understand. People are like, playlists. I can do it if it's like mi- if it's like mindless work, but like when I'm like actually trying to think, and then I'm like thinking what that song is. I'm like, <laughs> 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 sure, please. Give me confidence. Wow. They like ground you, you know? <laughs> I'm not wearing them, but. <laughs> so, like, one day you're not wearing them. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> um, so, in the summer, I like gave myself a challenge. Like, for Tisha, I was in one
and at the end of the month, I kind of felt like it. I have to like find that straight from the hoodie. It sounds silly. No, it's that gorgeous. So it's cool. gorgeous. That is That's gorgeous. So cool. Oh my god. You're so aware. Like really Literally, it reminds, it, it's beautiful. That's gorgeous. And it reminds me of like what I showed yesterday about like the going to the singles meal. Like I'm specifically yeah. going so that I can find the bitachon that comes from inside of me instead of the bitachon that's attached to the external circumstance. It's, it's, it's gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous. I love it. <laughs> it's cool because like I, what you just said made me realize I was literally like worshiping my one Right. Finding <laughs> God. Who I am. Yeah. Well, it's like you have a good Well. I love it. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so just noticing from the perm story that that really is like the essential, that, the most ideal, the time that we say like by perm, we like re-accepted the Torah in a way that was real. Like perm is a huge deal. And what really happened by, by perm is from a place where no, I don't always have access to the revelation of Hashem. No, I don't always have access to, this is so obvious that the unity of Hashem is here. Even there, I say, but I will not bow to another God. Even there, I say, and yet exactly as this looks, this is where God is. Exactly as I am, this is where God is. Within the animal soul, within the external environment, within the Akash Verosh, this is where Hashem is. And, I, and I'm not going to bow to something else. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay in that, in that unity. So, but today, just noticing the flow of today, we're... <coughs> Today is extraordinarily validating in the sense of today the altar basically I always use this word but I have no idea what it means. Anybody know what juxtapose means? Yeah, yeah like put next. But in what context? Like, juxtaposition of the parsha to the next parsha. Yeah. Does it mean that it's similar or different though? No, like, or does it matter? Okay, fascinating. Well, maybe those things that's not physically like, like, Okay, so today <laughs> the altar bit what is that? <laughs> Not it should not be the space room. It's only 12 hours. So like I have one that works instant. Can I send it to it? The Todd is being recorded. Listen, Hashem is in our battle movements too, okay? Um, no, for real. That's actually... Yeah. The museum is Hashem. Yeah, it's, it says in Torah, like, Hashem is in the bathroom. Like, Hashem is in the bathroom, too. Like, it's not... Like, the there's fact no that we... There's no place void of Hashem. There's no place void of Hashem. Yep. Yep. I never forget. One time I listened to a YY class, and he basically was taught... I was blown away. Like, he was, like, having the courage to talk about this, but he was... The whole concept was... He was saying that, like, he t- recently talked to somebody that has so much anxiety that he escapes to the bathroom to just have a moment of... Like, that's the depth of his pain. I'm like... Uh, I do that all the time. <laughs> like, well, I, I used to do it a lot more, but for real, like the bathroom has for me been a place of like solid. Like, I'm so overwhelmed with the social situation, and I go to the bathroom to just rest for a second. But he was saying he's like Hashem is in the bathroom too. Like when you go, well, you're not running away from Hashem, but you're running we, away from the other people's energy. A hundred percent, and that's. But can we find the space inside of ourselves that knows that even when I have to run away, I'm not running away because. Life is on, like, I, I can't, I'm trying to think of the words right now, but it's like, can I find a space for myself that can almost hold myself even in the moment that I'm running away? Like, when we say Hashem is everywhere, it's the, the same exact thing as saying, I will be with myself everywhere. I will not dissociate from holding myself. So when I run to the bathroom and I have to just, like, turn off my emotions for a second and run away from the energy of the outside world, I'm not, like, the bathroom doesn't become its own God, meaning... 
that part of me that can't handle the social environment isn't its own big monster happening. It's I'm one flow. I'm one person. I'm one thing. And like, okay, so I needed to do that for a second. Okay. There's not something wrong with me now. It's like there's one story going on. So it's interesting. Okay. How did we get there? Can I relax? <laughs> I feel like you have to escape though from the after the bell is going on to try to find the good on the side. Like you can't always you can't that's like a mission impossible to be in the situation and then try to find out. You could. But I think what if it's not about finding out? But what if though we're actually strong enough to be within any circumstance that we're in and literally breathe there? And say Hashem is here. And I think it, this comes back to honestly what we went when we had that fair bringing at your house. When you were saying like we so quickly go from like, oh, this is painful to oh, but this is Hashem. But, like what if we're able to actually be in the this is painful and feel Hashem here. And when I say feel Hashem here, I don't mean like this esoteric. I mean that this moment is not an exception to what's meant to be happening. <clears throat> this moment isn't like the, thing, the, the moment that got lost within the greater story of life. Like, the experience that I'm having is also part of the oneness. It's not much exactly what you were saying that day. Like, why are we so quickly jumping over our human experience? As if Hashem didn't create us to be human? <laughs> like, Oh, I can't believe you took it out, that out of it. Uh, totally not what you were saying? <laughs> no, totally what I was saying. I thought you didn't get it, though. Uh, okay, <laughs> not you. Whatever. <laughs> Anyways, in today's Tanya, Daltarb is juxtaposing um, two concepts where... We're finishing off this chapter 25. The Altarb is finishing off, giving us the final message of what we need to know before we go into chapter 26, which is starting by chapter 26. We show up to our animal soul and we say, hi, precious animal soul. <clears throat> your mother is here. Your queen is here. And like, when I thought of that, I'm like, literally we say Hashem is the Melech and the Abba. Like, but that's what we're, we're finding that place inside of ourselves that can show up to our animal soul and say, I don't see you as an exception to the unity of God. I see you as part of the unity of Hashem. I can hold everything that you show up with and I am not going to serve you, but I'm also not going to ignore you. Because I'm not serving you, I can hold you and I can actually get curious about how you are actually here to bring me closer to Hashem, closer to myself. So, but to do that, we're first finishing off strong, finding the space inside of myself that can see things from that perspective, the godly soul inside of myself that the altar of is saying is kikarev, that is actually accessible and not accessible when I go on a 90-day hiatus in the mountains, but accessible on a daily, every moment again, moment by moment by moment, and specifically just remembering that <clears throat> in chapters 16 and 17, we specifically talked about the, short, the long, short way, which is the contemplation, like actually regulating your nervous system like being some getting into that state of like oh i feel this more most often through contemplation and meditation and these seven chapters altar is talking about the long the short long way which is no just because i do this right now it doesn't mean that i'm going to suddenly be able to it doesn't mean that it's going to carry over into the next moment this is a moment by moment of noticing that i have the space inside of myself and thus being able to say Wow, I'm not there right now. Let me access it. Let me access it. Let me access it. Let me come back to it. Let me come back. Let me come back. Let me come back. But the fact that we don't feel this all the time is not... As Alteret says today, that he's juxtaposing two ideas. The first thing he's going to say is that this space inside of us, the space of mitzvah, the space of Torah, the space of essential unity with God where I can experience my life the same way as God experiences the world because I have Hashem inside of me, it's infinite. 
And it's not only infinite, it's eternal, it's beyond time, it exists always and forever, ad ilam. Like, there's never a moment where that unity of God is not happening. And at the same time, what Allah is going to say next is, and yet I don't always experience it. And we're noticing that the fact that I don't always experience it, and the fact that I go through that ebb and flow of seeing the world as otherness, and then being able to come back to, oh wait, I actually see what's happening. But then I see the world as otherness, and then wait, I actually see what's happening. That's not the product of there being something wrong with reality. That's just the product of Hashem's creation of the world, and exactly how Hashem wants it to be. So we're noticing that, and we're also noticing that the fact that I can always come back to it, how come I'm always able to come back to it? Because it's always been real, even when I'm not accessing it. Not to be confused with the fact that I'm not accessing it means that there's something wrong with me. No, I'm, I'm not being created to access it all the time, and yet I'm able to access it all the time because it's always real. <laughs> to access the state of seeing life the way that Hashem sees life, which is that infinite, unified state. Okay. And this unity above, as it exists, as it exists in the higher spheres, as it exists from the states of consciousness that I am not always given access to. We know Lamaila isn't higher than me. It's just deeper than me. It's deeper than my, deeper than my Vashti, deeper than the part of me that just sees Ilam Hazeh as Zeh. Um, like when they, when they went through the Yamsaf and they were able to say Zek Keli about Alam Hazeh, they were in a higher state of consciousness, but they were, in, they were on the ground. Where Atzilus is here, it's just a deeper level of what's actually going on here. So who is eternal and never goes away. <laughs> because I could prepare this for today to tomorrow and then when I actually teach it out loud, I'm like, oh, that's crazy. Like, why is it that this, uni- that this unity of God is eternal? Because Hashem is eternal, and we're talking about Hashem. <laughs> we're- Just to take a step back for a second. What are we talking about here? We're not talking about this version of myself that sees reality a certain way. Like, yeah, those are the- that's the language that we're using. But what we're really saying is that I have a space inside of me that is achilak alaykha mamish. And thus sees life the way Hashem sees life because it is God. That Hashem is beyond time. And thus, yes, I always have the space inside of me because that space is beyond time. It's like, it's like you have to like zoom out to see it clearly and suddenly it's like there's a moment where you see it clearly and then it goes back to the semantics. But it's like a moment of like, oh, <laughs> you know? Why? Because Hashem is beyond time. And thus his expression of himself, which is the Torah, is also beyond time, also eternal. In Ilam Hazah, in not Lamaila, we, we, we look at a moment and we think that this moment is where this moment ends. I keep Shabbos, and now, after Shabbos, Shabbos is over. I give tzedakah, and the moment I finish giving tzedakah, the moment, the moment passed. I have an anxiety attack, and the moment the anxiety attack's over, it's, it's gone. You know what I mean? Like, we see life as very isolated moments. What we're saying is that beyond, beyond the isness of the reality that I usually experience, there's a space that is beyond the confinement of this moment. Just noticing that when Yaakov Avinu, it says this in Chumash, that when Yaakov Avinu, 
this time has already been super casual. So I just want to say that I feel very proud of myself because I noticed a big difference as I've been like growing in my journey of teaching Tanya. I used to like never be able to really do that. Like to like say like, oh, I, other than just my trip, my flow of learning Tanya, there's actually a real source for this that I would like to bring to the class. Like, and I'm just noticing my, like the, a space inside of myself that can like hold a part of me that for always has been very triggering. And now suddenly I'm actually able to hold it. And like, actually, do, do you understand? It's like, I would never have been able to say what I just, and I know it sounds simple. Like, I, like when I just said it, everyone was like, okay, like, you don't sound any different than you usually say, but then you usually sound, but to me, that was a big deal. Like that would have like made me so triggered in the past. So like say like, oh, this source is actually in Torah. Let me bring to you something that I know from somewhere else, not just like be inspired by. And it's just, we're noticing like, that's exactly the work that we're talking about here, that my animal soul consciousness of this is a big trigger, don't go there. It didn't actually exist as its own God. I mean, I was able to like notice it, say hi, talk to it. Now I can actually, it's not standing in my way anymore. And it's like the things that we think are big gods aren't there's one Hashem <laughs> like there's literally one Hashem it's it's wild wow. <laughs> it's crazy and that's just like a small example like talking about like the bigger stuff in life it's um but anyways there's this thing in Tyra that says that like when Yaakov was <clears throat> sending gifts to Esav one of the things that he sent him was his mitzvahs what does it mean that he sent him his mitzvahs he sent him the mitzvahs that he did in the past how did Yaakov have access to the mitzvahs he did in his past because Yaakov was on the state of consciousness of Lamayla Mehazman. The mitzvahs that he did in the past still existed. They were still in existence. Like he was able to hold in, in a present tense experience everything that happened in the past because everything that happened in the past still exists now. There's haya haiva viyya. There's a oneness. So from, but it's Yaakov. Yaakov existed in Elam Hazet. But Yaakov existed in Elam Hazet and yet was attuned to a higher state of consciousness in which he saw the unity and the unity extends beyond time. So Kamesh Akasav, Udivar, these are just three psukim that of proving this from terror. Udivar Lakinu Yaakum Lailam Hashem's word lasts forever, exists forever. Udivar and the next Pasuk, Udivar of Chaim, the Kayamam Hulu, his words shall live and endure forever. And the third Pasuk, Vila Yachlif, Layamar Dasailainim. He will it will never alter or change his law that there's a oneness that extends for throughout all of time. So it's we're saying that essentially beyond my limitation on the way that I confine this moment, there's an eternality. And the, and the eternality doesn't start after I let go of the confinement. The eternality of this moment exists within my confinement. It's, it's a higher sphere, but it's not outside of the judgment. It's within the judgment. Do you, do you see the difference there? It's like... If it's the first, if, it, if the eternality exists out beyond my judgment, then I'm super powerful. <laughs> and the fact that I'm judging that this moment is not actually one with the unity of God means that it's not actually the unity of God. What we're saying is that, yes, it's true. As we're going to see right now, Ela Shalemata, but the Lamata is not the, is not the litmus test of what reality actually is. What's happening, Lamata, what's happening in my experience is the litmus test of how Hashem is creating me to experience life, but not what life actually is. Do you, is it like we have a reality happening and like it's Hashem's will, whether we tune in or out of it, but like the reality is happening. Like we don't create the reality because we're tuning into the reality. The reality has been yes. happening. And we can tune into the reality because it's always happening. 
That's the power of the juxtaposition here. And Hashem doesn't want us to be in this conscious state of reality constantly, because then where would the fight be? Exactly. The avaida is to go that ebb and flow of away and then teshuva, and then away and teshuva, away and teshuva. That it's the ebb and flow of the relationship that's that's creating the relationship. Exactly. Exactly. It's okay. We can get so lost there because, like, what the heck? Like, is why? Is this the concept of isification? Isification? Why? No, I just never understood it. I'm curious. Is this like the idea? Like Mr. Janowski's yeah. isification? <laughs> kind of along along the lines of like. That Hashem, that the creation of the world is not something that happened once upon a time. It's present tense happening right now. That's the concept of edification. But yeah, totally, it's it's totally along the same lines. Why? Everything. Once you like say hi to the concept of like Hashem is everything, <laughs> like like actually everything, and then you start getting curious. Okay, well, what is Hashem? And then it's like. Do you see, like, like, if Hashem is everything, and Hashem is beyond time, and Hashem, then naturally this moment is going to be constantly created. Because I'm, 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 I'm tripping. I don't know. I don't know. Like some moments you don't want. Like you would rather, you would rather attribute this moment to some other entity other than God. Sure. No, no, it can be God, but it's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be. I'm oh. not just it's not to be with me at every single. Oh, oh. If all the moments in my lives are coming with me every single. Every okay. Second, yes. <laughs> a little bit much. Must yeah. Must Yes. Because this moment is God, I'm able to have, and I, and I'm in my queenship. I am in yeah. my godly state. Then what do I have? I have power over this moment, and so. I don't need, I can, I can heal this. I can, as Alter says, we, we're going to be able to take this and come back to it at set times. When do I, when does this thing follow me around every single second of my day when it is a God over me? I'm saying it usually doesn't. Like when, when you're not thinking about the moments when you're five years old. But you know what happens? What? They do live inside <laughs> like of in us. In your relationships? Yeah. But not it's consciously. But in your relationships, like every relationship you have, it's affected by your past yeah. unless you heal you know, or get support for the things that you experience they do live inside of us it's it's just not a, this isn't a part like this is the neshama this is the self so how could you what, what you're saying like, tune it, like she's saying like you're not bringing this always with you but you are yeah. like this is self this part of you is the self that brings everything with you I'm trying to say like it's not a part like you're saying like it never becomes a part it will, you are always carrying it. Right. Like you, whether you're no, but we out. carry our parts. Right. But when we can notice that our parts are actually also reflections of Hashem, meaning part of the unity, then yes, it's true that I'm carrying it within me, but no, it's not true that this thing has to lead my life forever. But I me, lead it. Hana, what I'm trying to understand is the me, the my, like, is this not it? Is this part of you not the me, my... That I, we're talking about right yeah. now? Oh, it is. This okay. is self. We have been, for the past seven chapters, we've been talking about self. So that you are... This isn't a part, like... No. This is your God. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> not really. My godly is. self is not a part of me. Absolutely. My godly self is who I am when I am not identifying with the parts of me. Okay. My godly self also... My godly soul also sees all parts of me as one with her. That's why when we access self and when we're in IFS, suddenly parts don't fight us anymore. They say, ha, finally I have a home. 
when we try to deal with our parts from a place of parts, from, when we try to deal with animal soul from animal soul, it's a big mess. Yeah. And that's why the whole context of Tanya and sequence of Tanya is finding the space inside of me that is self, that is godly soul. So that, and I always say, when we get to chapter 26, but now it's actually in two days, <clears throat> we're able to come back to our animal soul and say, hi, dear precious animal soul, let's talk. And the animal soul says, huh, I, I, yes, this is, a, this is everything that I wanted. I've always wanted you to see me for who I actually am. I've always wanted to have a home inside of God's kingdom. That's actually what I want. So, but there's not, it's not fighting anymore. But it's, it's the battle, but it's not a battle. It's, it's, a, it's a dance. It's a dance. It's confusing if the animal soul really is also mm-hmm. self, but we move. Yeah. Animal soul is also self. Yeah, like. The deeper for ring. Yeah, yeah like, I got to tune out now. <laughs> yeah. But we can't see that the animal soul is also self until we access self. Animal soul can't see that animal soul is also self. You get it? It's get too. It. That's a different trip. It's crazy. Okay. I'm sorry, guys. It's a start on time, I guess. I don't know. Okay. Ella But down here in my general state of consciousness that I usually am attuning to, Hutachas Hazman is below time. Hutachas Hazman Uva Sha'a Levada Here below, the unity with God is bound by the limits of time and only exists, so to speak. I'm only experiencing it in the moment that I'm engaged with the with kach, But after that, If I engage with something that's acher after that, something that's outside, oh, yeah, <laughs> something that's outside of the unity of God, something that I'm saying, oh, the unity of God is not here. In that moment, I am not experiencing myself as unified with the unity of God. I'm, 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 I'm bowing down to another God, essentially. This is specifically when I'm occupying myself with something that is in no way relevant to my service of God. Meaning, Hashem was over there and now I am over here. That's, what, that's the contrast that the author was saying. And the author was saying that in my experience, when I'm doing that, yeah, I don't experience the unity of God in that moment. I, it, it's, not a, it's not a punishment. It's the natural consequence. Do you get, for, when I'm in a mitzvah, when I'm in Torah, when I'm in my involvement with the unity of God, I'm experiencing myself as unified with God. The moment I step outside of that and I'm like, oh, okay, that's over there. But now I'm over here. Now I'm in the Elam Hazah. Now this thing is really the God of my life. The natural consequences, I'm no longer attuned to the unity. But remember, this is only Lamata. This is my subjective experience of reality, not actually the reality that's happening. Bafal Pekin, and that's why, and, and nevertheless, because it's not actually what's happening, because Hashem is always everything everywhere, when I come back from that state of Achar, back to Hashem, when I come back to the Torah, when I come back to the Mitzvah, when I come back to Hashem and say, like, yo, I actually feel myself as one with you, Hashem Hashem forgives you. Why? Who do you forgive? You forgive the one that you are already in relationship with. You have no need to forgive somebody that you don't have an ongoing relationship with. The forgiveness is the result of the relationship that was always happening, even when we were experiencing ourselves as that author. Okay, there's some... Can't. Okay, <laughs> there's too much here. Um, okay. Okay. Lai Zaz Misham Lai. 
sages have said that if one neglected to perform a positive mitzvah and repented, he is pardoned forwith. <laughs> Meaning, what we're, ta- we're saying essentially is that the ebb and flow of our relationship with Hashem is not the opposite of our purpose in life. It's because the essence of this moment below the natural state of seeing things is actually the unity of God. Even when I step away from it for a second, I can always come back to it. Noticing what we're saying here, this entire chapter is about finding the space inside of ourselves that, is, that, can, that knows that it's kikarayv elacha, that it's actually close to us to access our godly soul. What the author is teaching us here is that we're able to hold two truths that on the one hand, that, and that the two truths are one and the same, that that godly soul is existing all the time and the fact that I'm not always accessing it is not the opposite of what's meant to be but the fact when I don't access it it's not the product of it not existing anymore it's when I come back to it it's, it was there the whole time the yislach is that it never actually went away this is why we in um, we say three times a day because it's part of that ebb and flow of yes it's going to be natural that we're going to come away from that state of Torah from that state of connection to Hashem and the, then we come back and then we go back and then we come back and then we go back it's part of Yiddishkeit is Teshuvah Teshuvah is a mitzvah Selach Lanu is part of davening it's, it's not like the product of there being something wrong with our experience that we're not always in the state of consciousness the Einzeh, and this is not, this is, the fact that we go and then come back is not the same thing as somebody who says, which is somebody that says, I'm going to go away from, I, I know that really I'm on with the unity. I'm going to go away from the unity for a minute because I know I'll be able to come back. And we know about somebody that says that. It says that Hashem says that it's not going to be easy for you to, for you to do Teshuvah. That Hashem doesn't give that person the extra power that we usually have to do Teshuvah. And the Altarba says here that this experience of our ebb and flow with our godly soul, with being in the state of our crown, in the, in the flow of our queenship, and the state of that, and being able to experience that unity, the fact that we ebb and flow with that is not the same thing as that person. Why? That person is literally saying, I, am rela- I know that really I'm one with the unity. And then I'm going to go to that state of otherness so that I can come back. And Altarba says, this is different than that. And for, for me, when I read that, I was like, I do that all the time. Like, I know what's real. I, I, <laughs> again, at the risk of oversharing, I was like, I teach Tanya. Like, I know that the unity of God is real, but I still constantly am going to otherness. So, like, I'm totally this echtavashim person. But then I was just noticing, and I'm like, in those moments, like, Right now, like that moment that I was thinking that of like, oh, I know what's real. That's not my godly soul. <laughs> That's my animal soul trying to make me feel darn bad about myself. <laughs> like, I like, know what's real. And so you are somebody who's v'echt of Ashav. Like when I'm in the struggle and then I have that voice that says, you know better, you should be doing better. You already healed this part of you. Why are you still struggling? How often is that actually our godly soul? You know, like how often is that actually our godly soul saying, Hashem's unity is here? Like, usually that state of judgment of you should be doing better, you already healed this, why are you still in this struggle? It's just our animal soul trying to 
get us deeper into the hamster wheel of the cycle of otherness. So, no, how often are we actually after I'm not sure. So I just was noticing that. Okay, so that was the end of today's Tanya. I'm just in for one minute, just going to fill you guys in what tomorrow's Tanya is because it's just one more point of this whole chapter where the Altair says, and this is why when the Yidin went to Eretz Yisrael, even though Hashem told the Yidin when the Yidin went to Eretz Yisrael, that the fear of God will be upon you. We had a, a pretense when we went into Eretz Yisrael that Hashem told us, the fear of God will be upon you. You have access to this unity. You have access to the state of consciousness where you see everything as one with Hashem. And yet, alongside with that, juxtaposed to that truth, we also have a mitzvah of saying Shema Yisrael twice a day. Once in the daytime and once in the nighttime. To say Shema Yisrael. What is Shema Yisrael? Shema Yisrael is the moment that we close our eyes. I, if anybody wants to you can read, watch the Joe Dispenza thing that he literally explains this, that meditation is a state of I turn off all of the neural connections that I make throughout the day, all of the memory that I'm having where I'm associating this with this and this with this, all of my gods, all of my big powers, I close my eyes, I turn it all off for a second, I say, Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. There is one God. There is literally one God. And that one God that when I close my eyes, I can kind of see because it's dark. <laughs> you can that, imagine. Yeah. That one God is actually one with everything around me too. We go from that Shema Yisrael to Baruch Shem Kuvayim Malchusa Le'anavad. That one God that I found in my Shema Yisrael is one with every inch of His kingdom. It's, it's everything that I'm going to experience throughout my day is also one with that oneness of Hashem. And Delta explains at the end of this chapter, right before we go into chapter 26, that the fact that we have that mitzvah of Shema Yisrael is because, yeah, we're not always going to experience this. We're not always going to experience that, that state of unity. But we can always come back to it. It's kikarev to always come back to it. And the last line of tomorrow's Tanya is kibazeh yuchala amayd neged yitzar lanatzchai tamid bechol esu bechol sha'a that with the awareness that I can always come back to it, I'm able to every moment again and again be in that state of Bainani. And again, we're trying to be Bainanim. It's not easy to do this, but knowing that we have that power, why do we have that power? Because that state of self is essentially who we are. The question isn't, how do I do this? The question is, why am I not always accessing this? This is actually who I am. What happened to me that I suddenly have all these layers that I'm identifying with instead of being in alignment with the true unity that knows that every part of me is also one with God. So, to seeing that Shema Yisrael Hashem Echad is including us. <laughs> and, yeah, okay. When I'm in the Tanya class, I literally have to do what you just said, like, Fleshma. I'm, like, well, trying to shut off all the other stuff. Uh-huh. That's, like, in my 